You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode 301. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and every once in a while, I like to bring a coaching conversation that I have inside of my coaching program. So many of you know that our signature coaching program is called Macros 101, and if you want to get on the wait list for it, I highly recommend doing that so that you're first in line uh, when we open doors. You can do that by going to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash waitlist. We run Macros 101, and that is an eight-week program. And then after Macros 101, there is an opportunity to continue to have continued coaching as, as long as you want it and or need it. Some people like to stay with us for a really long time. Some people you know, just need a couple months, and some people don't need it at all. But we have an opportunity because I know that there's often a lot of things that we need to work on beyond the eight weeks inside of our BAB coaching community. And that's what we do. And so we do coaching calls there, we do written coaching, and it's really fun because I get to see people at various stages of their journey and various and see them progress over time, especially the clients that stick with me for uh, you know a, a period of time, like a longer period of time. I really get to see their progression. I get to see their ahas. I get to see really how they build on uh, their knowledge and their transformation over time. And that's really exciting. And so in our last coaching call, we had a fantastic question, can really ask a fantastic question. And I thought, man, this would be such a good call to bring on and put on the podcast because I think sometimes it's, we get lost in the, like the theoretical, we get lost in talking about the ethereal and concepts and things like that. And what can really help to ground it is actual you know, people's experiences. And so a lot of things that we're doing with coaching is we're taking concepts and we're applying it to you, right? A good example would be, I can teach the concept of reverse dieting. I can teach the steps. I can teach the one, two, threes. I can teach, here's what, do this, do this, do that. I can teach that. Those are the concepts. But it is the application of that concept that gets tricky because we're all a little bit different and we all live different lives and we all have to apply that content a little bit you know, it's a little nuanced. And that's where coaching can really come in and be super helpful. And so the question that Kimberly came on to the call and asked was this question of feeling like it will never be enough. And man, if I think all of us have at one point or another felt that way. And we had a really good conversation about the difference between resignation and acceptance. And again, this is like a concept, resignation and acceptance. Um, That's a concept, but it is the application of that concept that can be really tricky for a lot of us to be able to figure that out. And so this conversation that I had with Kimberly is a really good example of applying those concepts to a certain situation and being able to work through it with a client. So if you have ever had that feeling of like, I'm putting in all the work, 
I'm not getting the results that I want. My effort will never be enough, right? I kind of like on that like hamster wheel of just spinning your spinning your efforts and just wondering like what else there is that you can do to be able to get the results, then this coaching call is for you. And again, if you want to get this type of coaching, I highly recommend getting on the wait list for Macros 101. That's the only way to get into our coaching community. It's the only way to get coached by me. And you can go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash wait list to be able to get on the Macros 101 wait list when we open doors in the spring. All right, let's roll the coaching call. So it feels like it's just never going to be enough. And then I feel like that is a kind of an all or nothing thinking. Um, but as I was, I was just stretching this morning and doing some yoga and that was the thought that popped in my head. It's never going to be enough. Like you can count, you can calculate, you can exercise, you can drink all the water, you can avoid the buffets, you can do all the things, but it's just never going to be enough, which kind of feels a little similar to what Natalie was talking about, but it's like, I need things to work in the background for me so I can focus on the things other things that are really running through my mind. I need my body to do what I'm wanting it to do. Mm-hmm. And I know I can't will it to do that. Um, so I don't, I just, I got on here because I was like, when I hear Amber's voice, it feels like coming home kind of, sorry, crying stuff. Um, Cause I haven't been on in a long time, but um, yeah, it just, it just, I know there's a lot of good things that I do that I do drink a lot of water. I do my, my body at least five days a week that I get in a lot of steps that I, um, prioritize trying to focus on my protein. I'm not calculating anything right now. I, I mean, I make sure that, Hey, did I have some protein today? No, let's do a shake or let's add some turkey or whatever it is. But it just always feels like I don't, I don't want to have to worry about it. I don't want to worry about my body. I want it to just be, and I want to be happy with that, but I don't seem to be able to accept it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be great. Um, thanks for bringing this question, Kimberly. Uh, you said at the very beginning, um, it will never be enough. And I want to know what the it specifically is in that sentence. And then I want you to finish the sentence. It will never be enough for what? Um, the, it is all the effort and the work that I put in Okay. program, the building my own workout and, you know, preparing foods or whatever, taking time to de-stress or relax or whatever. And then what was that last part of your question? Sorry. It will never be enough for what? It'll never, oh, it'll never be enough to be to where I reach the point where I no longer need to do all of those things that all, all the effort I put in is never going to be enough really to stop that effort. Does that make sense? So it's, it's almost like I'm running this race, but I'm going to have to run this race for the rest of my life. I'm never going to be able to stop the race. Correct. Um, you said, um, you said something about like, I want to get to the place where I accept it. Right. And you're feeling like it's a struggle. Um, what is the, it in that sentence, except what your body, the journey, the, 
um, that I accept that the effort that I put in and the, obviously what I'm doing is the results that I'm getting. And so that I accept the results that I'm getting from what I already, the efforts that I put forward. So it, a lot of it does have to do with the shape of my body. You know, like I feel like this effort deserves this reward, <laughs> but I want to get to the point where it's like, well, okay, if you're doing A, B, and C and you're getting X, Y, and Z, then that's, that's what ABC equals, you know, so yeah, you can't sure. do and expect EFG if you're not doing whatever that needs to equal. Yes. But if, but if to get that result is too much right now or ever has been, then how do I accept this is it? Yes. Okay. I mean, this is, this is so good. And I, I one of the things that I really want to be clear about, I mean, it makes total sense of like, and I, there's so many people I'm here, sure on this call who can relate of like, wouldn't it just be so nice if it was an equation where it was like you put in ABC and every single time you get out of EFG, like that's just how it works. And you just knew it was that linear and it was that exact and it was that like, and that it was the same for everybody. I think that becomes a really challenging experience as well for a lot of us is like, I'm putting in the same ABC effort that, you know, Julie down the street is, and she's getting EFG and I'm getting XYZ. <laughs> and like, we're putting in the same amount of effort and the, getting vastly different results. And I, um, I think that the, that's really hard. It is, it's unfair. It's hard. And that comparison can really start to sneak in. What I, where I don't want you to go, Kimberly, with this, and where I think it's very easy to go with this is into a blaming mode and like almost like a self-deprecation mode of like, well, if I'm only willing to put in ABC and that gets me FG, well then like I either need to suck it up and be willing to give more, or I just have to accept where I'm at. And I, I think it's a fine line and I can think it can very easily go into that. Well, I just, you know, this is just it. And I just kind of suck. And I've, if I'm not willing to give it more effort, who am I to say that I should be able to, to get more results? I'm not, I'm not saying sensing that that's quite the case for you here, but I just want to highlight that because it's very easy in the space that you're in right now to move to that place of like, it's like a self blame place, uh, that I don't want you to, to move into. Um, and look, there is a reality in this, uh, like there's a reality in this situation that just needs to be um, made very clear that again, everybody's body is different. Everybody's genetics are different. And it is not fair that ABC gives one person one result and ABC gives you a completely different result. It's not fair. That's, <laughs> I wish it wasn't the case. Um, and so we can highlight that we can say that it's not fair and then we can come back to our own race and figure out how we're going to run that race in a way that feels incongruence and feels an integrity and it feels uplifting and beneficial for you in your life where I think we go too far sometimes in the health and fitness world is we talk about health and we talk about fitness and we talk about feeling good and it's like the path that we force people to walk to get to that end result is like they hate it and it's terrible and we like, we try to go through like the worst things that we force ourselves to do with just this like promise that someday you'll be able to get to this like promised land, um, with your body. And I think it's really disingenuous. And I think it is, um, it screws a lot of people up along the way of like, this thing is so great. 
go through all this misery to get there. <laughs> um, and I think that's a terrible way to, to go about it. So I think what I'm hearing you say, and you can kind of um, fill in the gaps for me, Kimberly, is that you're saying I've started to become really clear with what I'm willing, the effort and the time that I'm willing to put into this process. And I can see how that, the results I get, I can see how that impacts my life. And I'm trying to get to the place of acceptance between those two things. Is that filling in the gaps that I have there? No, that's, I mean, it's kind of what Natalie was saying. It's like, I have four kids. I can't just stop taking care of them. I want them to live too. So I do take that responsibility. So it's like, if those stressors are always going to be there, you're always going to love them and worry about them and care for them. You know, how do I, how do I learn how to kind of what you're saying? Like, if this is my limit, because I have these other things that I'm doing that are also extremely important. Where does that, Hey, it's okay that you don't have the whatever your goal is it the size 10 body of the 150 pounds and the muscles are popping and you can, you know, throw on this size medium, whatever your goal was like, how do I just say, Hey, this is where I'm at. And if that's okay, but I, I hear you talk about it all the time to be okay where you're at, but still have goals. And I know that, mm-hmm. but the brain and the heart are not talking <laughs> together. Yeah. What, what feels like, what do you think would happen if you did accept the results or you did make peace with like where you're currently at? What do you think would happen? Um, I mean, I feel like my brain would be freed up. (laughs) There would be space to focus on other ways to, I don't know, help my children or help, help other people or learn something new. Uh, cause I feel like a lot of my brain power goes towards, well, you can't have that. Well, you can have one of those or no, now you need to do this and make sure you get into your steps or you close your brains or whatever. So I feel like there's a lot of brain power that goes into that. And I feel like if it, it didn't, wasn't there bothering me or, or constantly running through that I could be more effective. I could be a happier version of myself, not just a, Every once in a while, I'm happy, but like, a, I don't know, just having that positive perspective a lot more consistently, not to say I couldn't have bad days. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I can hear all of your coaching and all of your modules going through my head all the time, but I'm like, I, I just feel like I don't have the power to, to say, okay, this is it. Like you've had four kids. That's the way your body's going to look. And she's had six kids and she looks better. <laughs> and why does it matter what my body looks like? And so I go back and forth that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I mean, there's a couple of really great thoughts in here that I want to make sure we hit on. Um, I want to go back to this idea of the difference between resignation and acceptance, because I think that's a really important distinction that you're kind of making there that I want to hit on. But before I do that, um, I asked you, what do you think would happen if you accepted the results? And you gave me some like really amazing, awesome things. Um, if it was only really awesome and amazing, you would have already made that leap. <laughs> right. Right. If it, if it really only is like 
um, amazing place where your brain is freed up and you're happier and it's all like rainbows and roses, you would have already made the shift. So if we look at the dark side of that or, or the fear that's associated with it that has prevented you from accepting the results, can you kind of speak to what that sounds like to you? Um, it feels like just throwing in the towel. Okay. That yes. it, you know, just mm-hmm. you accept it. I know that again, that I hear what I'm saying, but it's not what I'm feeling. You know, like I know that if I don't think about it, if I freed up that space, that doesn't mean I'm going to blow it up like the cow, but that's what I think. <laughs> is like if I didn't put the effort in, okay, be this big yeah. fat pop, you know. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm putting in ABC effort and it's giving me XYZ results, then if I stop putting in ABC, ABC, I'm just gonna like yes. lose everything, <laughs> right? It's like I'm I'm only just I'm just barely holding on with like these results that I don't really love, but at least I have like a little bit of results. That if I let go of that entirely, then we're just gonna lose everything. Yes. I found like right where that goes. Okay. Good. And so then it really, it, it, the reason I ask you that is because everything that we do makes sense. And so starting to understand how it makes sense or what it sounds like in our brain or what the sense, the reality or the rationale that we're going through in our brain is really valuable and important because it makes total sense. If you, if, if it, if it would free your brain up, make you a happier version, but the dark side of it is that you're going to throw in the towel and you're just going to blow up and like, you're going to gain all this weight it makes sense why you haven't allowed yourself to go to that place of acceptance. Okay. Um, so we can have some compassion for you and understand like, yeah, that makes sense. I get it. (laughs) And I do want to have this conversation about the difference between resignation and acceptance. So if I say that to you, Kimberly, and I just, we're just talking in like an English vocabulary. What do you see as the difference between resignation and acceptance? Um, resignation means like there is no effort in my brain. Yeah. Okay. Acceptance is, I know that it's there, but I don't want it bother me. You know? Okay. It doesn't necessarily mean I like it, but I know that it's like, I accept that there's traffic on the highway, but you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to start plowing through all the cars because I need to get somewhere. I just, I have to. Fantastic. I think using that as um, a metaphor is a really good one to kind of look at the difference between these. So if you're sitting in traffic, acceptance looks like what, or sounds like what in your head? I just got to take my time, sit there and wait till it's my turn. Yeah. It is what it is. I can't change it. Yeah. Right. Like, Right. Like maybe next time I could have, I could take a different route or maybe I, you know, maybe I can take this exit and I could get a little faster, but like to some extent, it just is like being okay with what, how it is. Yeah. um, Again, it may be kind of silly, but play along with me. If you were going to, if you were going to have resignation in that moment, what would that look like? Um, I'd just turn my car off and get out and start walking, I guess. Right. Just just abandon my. Yeah. Well, you just like, or even just like turn the car off and just like, okay, 
<laughs> we're like, we're not doing anything. We're not going anywhere. We're just going to be here for the rest of our lives, right? Like that's kind of like resignation. And so if we take that kind of silly uh, metaphor and we kind of apply it over to your journey and we try to contrast the two, because I think Brene Brown has this concept that I really love and she calls it near enemies where things that kind of on the surface we would say are similar are actually drastically different. And they're hard to distinguish between because they do have so many similarities and they seem very similar. And I see like resignation and acceptance as kind of like these near enemies as like they can look kind of the same on the outside, but on the inside, they are very, very different. So if we took this example and we put it over into your journey, what could it look like? What could resignation look like versus what could acceptance look like? Well, resignation would be like, I don't even go to the gym or move my body really all that at all. I wouldn't think about, it would be like not thinking about the things to think about, but in a, I don't even care about the results either. Yes. Acceptance could be, I don't care about the results so I keep going, but I'm not mad or happy about what the results are. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really beautiful. I think um, what I hear in there and what I kind of want to highlight and pull out a little bit is, and we, I talked about at the very beginning of this call of like, one of the goals is for, is embodiment. One of the goals that I have for all of you is, is embodiment. It, it stops becoming these things that we're talking about. Stop becoming things that you do and start becoming who you are, right? I don't go to the gym simply because I want the results like, or, or I have a certain thing that I'm trying to hit. Like I go to the gym because it's like who I am. Like I, that's just who I am. I go to the gym. It's just the person I am. And, and it starts, stops becoming effortful, right? Of course there's effort involved, but it starts becoming about the doing and it starts becoming about who I am as a person. And so I wonder what that process could, cause you've done a lot of work, Kimberly, like I, I know you, like you've done a lot of work along this process and you've, you've integrated a lot of things, but I think this is like kind of that last integration of these, these are the things that I do to take care of myself and I release any attachment to what they cause on the backside. It's like, I'm going to drink water every day. That's just what who I am. And I'm not so attached to the result that that creates on the back end. Of like whether or not it causes me to lose weight, whether or not it causes me to get skinnier or anything like that. It's like, I work out because that's who I am. And I let go of that attachment of it having to cause any type of result. And to me, that's the difference between resignation. I think you really beautifully interpreted that. It's like, I'm not, the resignation is I'm not thinking about it. I'm not, I just like put it on my mind and I just like don't care versus an acceptance is like, this is just who I am. I'm going to keep doing these things. And it's a releasement of any attachment to the outcome that it creates. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. I mean, there are things in my life that are like that. Yeah. And like drinking water, that really is just who I am. You know, like that, then that was something I did when I was in high school. That was a decision I made. And then it's, you know, like it didn't bother me. Exercising, moving my body, 
that doesn't bother me. You know, like I think that there's still an expectation that I have that I want from it. Yeah. That, that's it. That, that I need to yeah. love. Yeah. And that's what I struggle with is like, you know, I still, I'm, even if that there was that expect, you know, like if you put in the exercise and there still was never ever a promise of your body would change at all. Or if you eat all this certain foods or this amount, there was, you know, it's like, I would still do some of those things because I feel good or I enjoy because it's different or it's moving my body or whatever it is. There are things that I would still do, but I, the problem is like, I have still attached an expectation to, even if it does make me feel good, it's, there's still an expectation attached to it. A good question that you can kind of play around with, because I think you've landed on exactly the the crux of the issue is like, we still have an expectation attached to some of these things that we're doing. And if we can start to let go of that expectation, it's going to allow you to step into that place of acceptance much more easily. In order to break some of those expectations, we have to figure out what they are first. And oftentimes these expectations hide or they're something we're not consciously aware of. It's it's a subconscious expectation that rationally we haven't thought through, but subconsciously is still something we're running on. And so a really good question that you can start to ask yourself is what is my expectation? So, you know, for example, you can take, I mean, you can take any habit or anything that you're doing, like tracking. Let's just take tracking as an example. We can ask the question, okay, I'm tracking. What is my expectation with tracking? And asking yourself that question and see what comes up. Because oftentimes it's like, well, I'm tracking only because I want to lose weight. I'm tracking. My expectation is if I track, I will then lose weight. If I track, my measurements will go down. Like that's my expectation. I I put in A and I get B. That's the expectation. And then we can take a step back and and really look at that expectation. Is that a good expectation? Is that helping you? Um, If you you didn't have that expectation, if there was no expectation that tracking would lead to some result, would you still track? How, what could that, how could that look differently? And I think where you may be struggling is you're holding on to some of these things um, because they've provided some value for you, but there is still that expectation and maybe letting go of some of those things and maybe tracking is one of them. But if we let go of tracking, it doesn't mean that we have to not pay attention at all to what we eat. Do you know what I mean? Like this is where I talk about like, this is where the near enemy comes in because it's very easy to say, I'm not going to track because there's an acceptance that's coming with that. But that's not the same as resignation of I'm not going to care at all. Right. So there's a, there's an intermediary in, in between those, but that question of like, what is my expectation with this may provide a lot of insight that you may not currently have about some of the things that you're still doing that you may have resentment about because there's an expectation attached to them, an unmet expectation. Resentment happens when there is an unmet expectation. That's good. Yeah. So where are we at? Like, talk to me a little bit about um, what you're hearing, what you're processing right now. Um, so I, well, tracking is one of the things that I do have an expectation that if I'm doing it, then I expect the result of, you know, lower number on the scale, smaller measurements. And I haven't been tracking for, I don't know, since January or something like that, just because it, it becomes that I expect movements and the downward. Yeah. Um, so I related to that, like, 
okay, I'm not tracking, but am I just engorging myself at all times and never thinking about what I eat? No, I, I have been conscious of what I eat. Like, sure. I get some proteins in that. I've got some, you know, like I'm paying more attention of how does this make me feel when I eat it? Like, did I feel good afterwards? Did I just eat too much? Did I, you know, whatever, did it give me a stomach ache or heartburn or whatever it is? And that's kind of been my judgment scale. And so when I think about all the other things, it's like, well, if I stopped exercising, I I don't think I'd be able to stop exercising because it's just a part of who I am. I would do something. I'd walk. I do yoga. Like I like moving my body in general. So it's learning just to say, okay, if we've moved our body and nothing else has changed, that's okay. We moved our body had some time to ourself, listen to our book, whatever it was. Um, but I see what you're saying. I have, I'm going to have to think about the things where I have expectations that I feel are not being met and be able to say, well, if I stop doing that, I know the world's not going to stop, but you know, about that. And yeah, I think that, that, um, I mean, I, I I think that question of like, okay, if you identify something that you have an unmet expectation and it's like, okay, I'm, I am ready to let that go. The question then be, becomes what is, what would be the difference between if I was just resigning this thing or if I was accepting it and playing that out in your mind, because this, this fear that you have of like ballooning up and throwing in the towel that comes from, if you choose the resignation in all of these. And what I'm saying is there's a gray area between there of like, it doesn't have to be a resignation. It can be an acceptance. And that may look, that is going to look much more gentle as a shift from where you are now. It's not going to be such a complete 180. And it's going to prevent the fear that you have of just like losing control or blowing up or gaining all this weight because that, that comes from resignation. You're right. If you just burn it all down, that, that may happen but we're not resigning, right? We're accepting and they're different and they're a different path. Yeah. Well, I, I think about before I got on here, I was like, I apply all the things that I've learned from uh, macros one-on-one beyond like, like, you know, I, I've played the flute and so I am participating in a concert and I don't play my flute all the time, but when I have to practice, I do. And this concert has eight songs in it. And I was like, well, okay, I can practice at least two songs a day. And if we've done two and it's too much, that's fine. But we did two. And so I was like, I look at it and like, I've applied a lot of things that I've learned into the rest of my life. But the whole purpose of it was because I was trying to learn things about my body and like, yeah. how to improve my body. But I feel like it, it has affected a lot more things. Now it's not to say that it has changed in that area, but like I, it's like, I know that I've learned things from you because sometimes I'm like, I haven't taken advantage of her, of, of the things that she's giving and the opportunities to get better. And then I think, well, but you have. And so that I'm trying to find the positives in ways that I am improving because a lot of times all I see is like, you haven't met the expectation. So you're obviously failing type of a deal. So I'm working but I see that I can... I'm not a gray. I'm a black or a white. <laughs> and so I'm trying to work on finding that gray and being okay with that so that I can feel the release that, you know, 
ease in the, the extra brain space that I'm really wanting. Yes. Yeah. I think that is beautiful. That's really good. Okay. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. A big thank you to Kimberly for allowing me to be able to use that coaching call. I think it was just such a great conversation about how we can get to this place of acceptance. I think acceptance is such a powerful word. And I think most of us go to the idea of resignation when we think about the word acceptance. But when we really can get to that place, it is, it's incredibly powerful. And if you've ever had that feeling of like, it'll never be enough. I can never put in enough effort. You know, my, my results aren't matching the effort that I'm putting in. I hope that you found some value in this coaching conversation. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.